Hey there, it's Tanya Stokes. Welcome to the podcast. So I have a few things I want to talk to you about today. You know, I've been saying email, call, text, email, call, text, email at info at tanyastokes.com. Call me at 704-756-2752. There was a reason for that. So I was in the process of um, finishing up my online course. So I officially have an online course. I have officially launched the course. And we were, over the last few weeks, we've been discussing things like um, salon business, scheduling, how to deal with disgruntled clients, um, and how to position yourself to uh, receive what's about to come in this market. All those things are still important. But the more I looked at the information that I provided in the course, um, which is available at theacademyforyou.com, the academy, the number four, and the letter u.com. And there's also a link if you go to tanyastokes.com or New Faces um, INT on social. Um, There's always a link. There's always a link. There's always a link to take you where you need to be. But um, the more I looked over the information I provided, I was like, you know, this is bigger than managing your salon suite. This is more of a recession-proof course. How to recession-proof your salon or your salon suite Um, Some of us are old enough to remember 2008, 2009, when everybody was afraid. So many people were fearful as far as whether or not they were going to be able to stay in their salon. I remember talking to my sister about maybe converting my garage into a salon or converting my office at home. And I'm such a private person. I kept thinking, do I want people in and out of my house? No, I don't. And working at home will probably just make me um, less motivated. I'll say that. Um, Just because I know me, you know, it works for some people. And then for some of us, it doesn't. But I remember having those thoughts and those conversations. And, you know, What the media does is the media incites fear, right? So the media says, you know, so many job losses, um, you know, and then there's a lot of other little side conversations going on, like the great resignation or quiet quitting and things like that. But I just read an article today where they interviewed some of those people that participated in the great resignation or quiet quitting, and they regret it. Because here's what's happening. You still have companies that are laying off. And you still have people who think that the grass is greener on the other side, only to get over there and realize that they spray painted the grass green. Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, But you know, that happens, right? You talk to people and they're just like, oh, you should come work with me. It's amazing. We're a great team. This is what we do. We'll make sure that you're able to build a clientele. We'll make sure that you take home at least $800 a week. 
And then you get there and crickets, nothing happens. So even if you are working as a solo salon suite owner or a solo stylist, you still have to have that inner drive to say, I got to go get this money. I've got to go give value and I've got to go grab me some high value customers. Because that's what it's all about. And I talk about that in the course. When you push high value to people, when you show up as a high value stylist, you use the best products, you look the part, you talk the part, you act the part, then you will attract high value customers who are not looking for a discount, who are not bothered by what's happening on the news and people who still really want to look good. And if you go back in the archives of this podcast, I also talked about knowing your avatar. If you know your avatar, you'll know exactly what your avatar will do during uncertain times. Your avatar has probably put away money for their hair expenses, right? I remember many years ago, I was talking to this young lady and she was a stay-at-home mom. Or uh, I wouldn't say a stay-at-home mom. She was more of a domestic engineer. And I'm sure you're wondering what the difference is. But the difference is a stay-at-home mom has kids to tend to when they stay at home. Um, She didn't have children, so she was more of a domestic engineer, which meant, you know, she, she did not work outside of the home. She didn't work at home either. Um, But, you know, keeping the house clean and cooking dinner and all that other stuff, that is a job. That is a job. That is not easy. And I will pick up a paint can first. Before I, because you always find stuff to do, right? I remember during lockdown, I would clean the fan and clean the blinds like one at a time. Like, you know how you go and you dust the blinds, and I would go back with um, this solution that I made and I would spray the blinds. And I was like, okay, Tanya, at this point, you're just bored. So I know it's a lot of work being a domestic engineer because when you run out of stuff to do, you find stuff to do. But I remember during 07, 08, when this young lady's husband's job was a little shaky and they were sitting at the table and he was like, okay, we have to decide, you know, God forbid if I'm laid off, what, what can we do without? And I remember I remember this woman telling me, as a domestic engineer with no children, I remember her telling me, we decided to cut back on hair services. Um, She was coming like twice a month and they were gonna cut back to every other month. And she said it was because she did not wanna give up her cleaning lady. So she had to choose between her cleaning lady and having her hair done. Even though she was a domestic engineer, she wanted to still have the cleaning lady come in 
at least once a month. So they did scale back on the cleaning lady. I I think she came twice a month and then, you know, the client would get her hair done twice a month. And, um, she was like, yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one. Fast forward, maybe after doing that for a couple of months, she wanted to come back into the salon on her regular schedule. And I was like, well, what changed? Like, I thought maybe she gave up the cleaning lady and she was like, no, I went ahead and got a part-time job to fund my hair services. So you do have some people who will, they'll make it work. They will make it work to get their hair done, but you're only going to get that if you're giving value. You're only going to get that if you're giving great conversations, great service, great value using great products because people still want to get out of the house, right? You know, you don't want to just sit around and talk cleaning lady. I mean, we talk about all kinds of stuff in the salon and I go over that in the course. Like there's some things I know they say you shouldn't discuss religion and politics, but we talk about religion and we talk about politics in my salon because salons and barbershops have been the pillar for so many years in communities where you would go to a salon or you would go to a barbershop to find out. Sometimes you, you know, the, I, I didn't know this cause I didn't go to barber school. Although people always say you should have been a barber because I, I cut hair to nothing and will still curl it. But, um, I didn't realize that the red on the, the barber marquee symbolizes blood because again, you can go to barbers or go to barbershops to get like, um, I guess you get the little tips on how to cure, uh, certain illnesses and I guess like light, um, not surgery, but you know, I don't want to mess their story up, but it has some type of medical explanation. And, um, so yeah, I, I don't want that to ever end. I want to talk about politics and I want to talk about religion and spirituality and all that stuff. I mean, we are grown enough to say I digress and move on. Right. So I want to make this short and sweet. Like I said, um, my course is at theacademyforyou.com or you can go to New Faces um, INT, click the link for the Academy and you're in. Happy learning. Let me know what you think about it. Um, so the course took a turn and it went from, of course, how to manage an awesome salon suite to how to recession-proof your salon. And I just want to give you a couple of quick tips um, that I probably should have added to the course. We go in depth about pricing and stuff like that. But again, as stated in a previous podcast, you're going to have to pull out those numbers and pay close attention to it. I know a lot of people don't want to see the numbers. Um, I spoke with a young lady a couple days ago. She was like, oh, it's just so depressing to see these numbers. No, I want to see my numbers. Two things happen when I see my numbers. I see exactly where I am and then I see where I need to go 
to get where I want to be. And for some reason, when I see those numbers, I go, okay, I am more inclined to upsell or make an offer with a client if I know, okay, I said my daily goal was going to be this. I am, it's, it's just something in the air that says, that pushes my back and says, well, did you offer her a such and such? Or did you suggest or recommend a such and such? And I'm like, hey, let's look at a deep conditioner or something like that. Something clicks when you look at your numbers and those numbers aren't making you happy. So you have to get into that mindset of upselling, making more offers and looking at your numbers and making sure, like being honest with yourself, don't make excuses. We tend to do that. Be honest with yourself with those numbers. And another thing you can do just to make sure that your business is seamless. If you do not have a salon software, gosh, I just talked about this in the previous podcast, get a salon software, even if you just get the scheduling system. Because the the scheduling system is packed with so many things. The scheduling system, most of them, I will say, have the capability of accepting deposits and um, accepting the final payment. They will send your customers a reminder that helps cut down on no-shows or I forget. You know, oh, I forgot. Um, I had a hairstylist schedule with me. Um... I don't know, a while ago. And I was just sitting there like, who's supposed to be here? I know somebody's supposed to be here. And it turns out that it was a hairstylist. And I, I don't know if I ever said this, but I do not like doing hairstylists hair. <laughs> like I'm, I think I'm a pretty, I think I'm a pretty good client where I will just come sit in your chair and you do your thing do your thing. You don't have to show me the mirror. You don't have to do my hair in front of the mirror, even though I will do that with you because that's how I have been trained. But you don't have to do that for me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to ask you a million questions. None of that. Just do my hair. And um, so this hairstylist did not show up for her appointment, did not cancel, you know, just a complete no show. So I sent a message just saying, hey, you know, what's up? Are you still going to make your appointment? And I had never done this person's hair before. I've never met her before. Did not even realize she was a hairstylist until she was a no-show. And then she said something like, hey, can you just send me an invoice? I got the wrong time, blah, blah, blah. And everything in me was like, okay, how did that happen? Because my system sent you a reminder two days before your appointment, 48 hours before your appointment, my system sends you a reminder. Hey, hey, yo, excuse me. You have an appointment with Tanya at New Faces at this time on this date to receive this service. And this is your balance. Two days before your appointment. Then the day of your appointment at 6 a.m., my system sends everybody on my book at 6 a.m. the day of their appointment. Hey, don't forget you. And it personalizes it. You have an appointment today with Tanya at New Faces at nine o'clock. You have an appointment with Tanya today at New Faces at 12 o'clock. You have an appointment at one o'clock. Like how did you forget? 
because you got an email two days ago and then you got a text message the day of your appointment. Now I can make excuses like, oh, maybe the email went to junk or maybe they put in a landline and didn't put in a cell phone number. Yo, we've been doing this long enough. Even when you're checking out at the grocery store, they'll say, would you like to sign up for our rewards? You know that rewards system is going to send you gifts and trinkets and all these other stuff. So you give your cell phone number. Don't play with me. So your salon software management system is a CRM, which is a customer relations management system, right? You can send emails and it'll personalize every email. Hey, good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Denise. And it'll give everybody the same message. We're close today. Just whatever. So check your numbers. Make sure you utilize a salon management system to its fullest capacity. It will make your life easier. Your customers can go directly to that system and see your schedule, see how it syncs with their schedule, and they can schedule themselves for the next couple of months. They can. The system will let them do that. So then you don't have to constantly, oh, okay, let me see if I have that slot available. I'll let you know. Like that's a lot. And you can focus on servicing your customers. You can focus on servicing your customers. You can beat your face, do your hair, get dressed up and just go to work. Hey girl, hey, hey girl, hey. You know, you cash them out. The system will send them a link for them to pay. You don't even touch their credit cards. They do everything for you. Money goes directly to your account. If you need help with that, email me or text me. I would love to help you with that because it's so many great systems out there. Again, I use Schedulicity. I've been with them forever. I'm a creature of habit. It's very, it's not that often that I switch companies. <laughs> um, you got to do something really crazy, really, really crazy. Like your prices have got to be just ridiculous for me to be like, oh, I quit. And then you want to make sure you improve your customer's experience. And how do you do that? Like I said, a lot of people sell everything. They sell everything to the client. Client wants coffee, you sell them coffee. Client wants chips, you sell them chips. They want something to drink, you sell them water, you sell them soda. Give yourself a raise. Give yourself a raise. If it's $5, $10, whatever, give yourself a raise and give your customers those snacks. Give your customers. How much is a case of water? A case of bottled water. And, and listen, all the water is the same, okay? You may have your favorite brand, but I promise you all the water is the same. If you don't believe me, do your research and let's talk about it. And in that alkaline water, isn't, isn't truly alkaline water because alkaline should not sit on the shelves for a long period of time. It loses, it loses its uh, potency after a while. And if it does sit on the shelf for a long time, like they have them in the bottles and stuff like that, it is not true alkaline water. Just want to put that out there. But how much is a case of water? What, five, six dollars? 
that's what 30, 32, 36, something like that in a case, even if it's 24, you only paid $5 for it. You can give somebody a bottle of water. How much is a, I don't know, if you buy chips in bulk, how much does that stuff cost? Did you need to sell it to your clients? You can sell it to other people that are just walking in like, oh, excuse me, are those chips for sale? Yeah, they're $2. You can do that. But to your clients who are already patronizing you, just give it to them. Now, if they want two and three, like I remember asking, I I did a walk-in because somebody was sick or something like that. And I asked the woman, I was like, hey, can I get you something to drink? And she was like, sure, what do you have? I said, I have wine, I have water, I have soda. She was like, may I have a bottle of water and a can of soda? I thought that was odd. I was like, who does that? You know, but in her mind, she was probably thinking that she was going to pay me for it. She probably thought she was going to pay me for it, but I didn't question it. I gave her the water and I gave her the soda. Her price was still the price. I didn't charge her more, you know, so things like that. You want to improve your customer experience. And that is stop charging them for everything. Make sure your salon is clean. Make sure you address everyone by their name. If you're having a conversation with someone else, pull that client into the conversation. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, did you see what happened on the news yesterday, Tanya? Did you did you watch the six o'clock news or did you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? Pull that person in. Let them say, oh, no, I don't watch that. But at least try and pull them in. Now I did this and I talked about this. No, 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 no. I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I, I sent out a quick little blurb to a few stylists that I'm cool with. And, um, because I did it, I downsized my inventory. That's a big thing. I looked at how much I was paying one company just for maintenance, just for maintenance products. And I'll give you an example, just for a couple of cans of hairspray and oil sheen. And I normally buy them in threes. And um, what is the other one? Setting lotion. Uh, It was like a little over $200. With my main company, I was able to get chemicals, neutralizer, a few cans of um, hairspray, and uh, a treatment for less than what I paid this other company. So naturally, when I was shaving, when I was shaving off inventory or shaving off vendors, that really expensive vendor got got the boot. I will continue to sell the, uh, maintenance products that I have. And to be honest with you, they don't really move. You know, I like to have them because every now and then somebody has heard of the product and they're like, Oh, you use such and such. I love the way it smells. I love the way it works. But when I'm sitting, trying to figure out how, how am I still going to be a great hairstylist, a great business person and give my clients the best hair products and customer service and still live 
you know, still be able to take care of my personal expenses. This one company did not make the cut because I could do these things with my main service provider or my main vendor because I didn't have a problem. I don't have a problem with his products at all. I just wanted to have other things to offer my clients and I wanted to support that particular business because I, I love what they stand for. They're a great group of guys, but to be honest with you, I just, they, they did not make the cut. So I did downsize uh, my inventory. So, and, and just keep marketing. So you, I've said to you before, I'm a real estate agent. Um, so I left the Instagram world and started doing most of my marketing in real, in, uh, the beauty salon on Google. Um, I knew that the mindset of the average person in the market would be, oh, let me do some research on this young lady. Um, most of them probably wouldn't think, they wouldn't think to check the name of my business on Google, not my hair salon, because they don't know my hair salon. So I kind of left my salon Instagram page kind of sitting and I would put like market stuff, like financial stuff on there. And I went to TikTok for real estate. So if you did find my business page, you just saw somebody that was into being conscious or into uh, making sure her community her community was good. You didn't see a lot of hair stuff because I didn't want to come across as if I was so busy over here doing hair that I could not be available and as productive in the real estate space. So I gave most of my time to real estate in terms of marketing on platforms like Instagram. And um, I took real estate to TikTok and I did um, the beauty industry solely on Google My Business. Just, and for me, it started out as a test just to see like, to see which one's working. And then the other day, one of my clients was showing out so bad dancing and carrying on. I turned on my camera and I made a quick little birthday video for her. And it was like, I was a new stylist in the market. I posted that on my hair page and I got my, <laughs> and I've, I've said this to you before, I get like three and four new clients per month. Sometimes depending on what's going on, I'll get it a week. And this time I got clients, I have two clients coming from out of state. Um, and then I have like three, three clients that are local, but it's crazy. That's from that one post. I know that posting on social media works, especially for my hair salon. But again, I didn't want to oversaturate the market with, oh, she's over here doing hair. Now she's over here doing real estate. So I, I was trying to, I guess, niche down when it comes to um, 
I guess my social media platforms, I didn't want to be on every platform with every business. So I, again, I went to TikTok and YouTube for real estate and, um, I went to Google my business for the hair salon. So you know that YouTube and Google are one in the same. So I knew that I was going to get eyeballs on me as long as I keep putting out YouTube content because YouTube and Google speaks to one another. So um, I've seen an increase in... Um, what's the word they use? Views. I see an increase in views from my Google account and my, um, and my, my Google account for real estate and my YouTube account. And then Instagram just went crazy two weeks ago because of one video that I posted um, from the hair salon. So we all know that social media works, but you've got to post and you got to keep posting, even if it's just something in your story. Um, as I said before, even if you have a favorite product and you just take a picture of the product, you don't have to show yourself using it. If you have your favorite product, post that product. This is my favorite product for short hair and put that on Instagram, all those things work. Hey, look, it's it's my time. Um, I just wanted to pop in really quickly just to say there are so many ways for you to recession-proof your salon or your salon suite. If you have any questions, give me a call at 704-756-2752 or send me an email at info at tanyastokes.com. Make sure you stop by theacademyforyou.com and take my course. You're going to love it. I'm Tanya Stokes, and we'll talk soon. Bye.